Hello, I'm Mercedes. And I'm Tash, and you're listening to episode 22 of Chat Disney. So welcome back to this week's episode. We have a very exciting episode in store for you today. We've both been doing a lot of pre-preparation <laughs> for this um so yeah we are very excited to share it with all our listeners um the bit i'm most excited for is we've got a very fun quiz planned at the end so if you are listening please do tune in and play along at home but first let's have a little look at what's been happening in the world of disney this week So first of all, ABC have announced that they will be doing a live musical version of The Little Mermaid. We cannot get away from The Little Mermaid at the moment with the live remake coming, live action remake coming as well. Um, so this one, I believe it's going to be available on um, the Disney streaming site and it will basically be like a live theatre version of the show. Um, we know that <laughs> Moana Star, I cannot say her name... A, a wow need something. Or Lily Cravalho? Cravalho? Who knows? I, I really should have that right. If, if anyone knows, please do let us know how you pronounce that. So she will be playing uh, the Little Mermaid, Ariel herself. And um, we also know that Queen Latifah will be playing Ursula and Shaggy will be playing the role of Sebastian. Um, not quite sure how I feel about that one. But um, yeah, I'm very excited to see how this turns out. So this is going to be available on Disney Plus? Yes. Amazing. In November, I think, the 5th of November. Sounds good. Remember, remember the 5th of November. Mm-hmm. Nice. In other news, uh, moving over to parks and resorts, the Small World attraction in the Magic Kingdom in Walt Disney World in Florida is said to be having some updates in 2021. Now, this is just a rumour and we have to clarify that as there's been a lot of rumours circulating around the Tiki Room and the Country Bears. If you're on Disney social media, you will know exactly what we're talking about. So this is just a rumour at the moment, although it seems like a very likely one. And essentially the plan is to get Disney characters in the ride. So we have seen this before, um, most notably with Tokyo Disneyland. I know that Lilo and Stitch and Moana make an appearance on that attraction. Um, so yes, the rumour is that something very similar is coming to Walt Disney World. Watch this space. For those live-action Lion King fans of you out there, uh, the very few of you, <laughs> um, there there is an interview with John Farabio. I can never say his name. I I pronounce Fa- it as like Favreau, Favreau, like, like French. I think I don't Favreau, know if that's correct. Fa- I think I say Fabio. Anyway, John. Oh, John. Oh, John. I mean. <laughs> There's an interview with him um, in the art on the Arts Hour, which is available on BBC iPlayer, all about the new Lion King. So if you are interested, do check it out. I think I might have a listen to that too. I mean, I don't like the remake, but I definitely want to hear what on earth he has to say to defend his decision. Same. Yeah. And finally this week, again, another rumour. So if this doesn't come out to be true, please don't shoot us. Um, Basil the Great Mouse Detective is said to be the latest Disney animated movie to get a remake. The rumour is that the mice in the movie will still be animated, um, CGI animation, so very similar to what we've seen in Dumbo and The Lion King. What are your thoughts on this, Tash, if the rumour turns out to be true? When when you talk about it, all I can picture is it being like like cats, like the new... Oh, like, God. <laughs> the new oh, live action film like wow. but like rats instead and mice Maybe. So, um, I mean if it yeah. looks anything like that we're definitely going to have a lot to say about it mm-hmm. but no I'm I'm excited I, I really hope that they, this isn't a rumour and that this is true because I would love to see some of kind of the old and um, kind of forgotten about films that aren't quite so big be turned into live action to just kind of give them a bit more you know recognition that they deserve yeah to i guess engage a new audience yeah definitely cool so that's pretty much everything that's been happening in the world of disney this week we're now going to move on to the main part of the episode our very special musical episode so as you may have seen on social media last week mercedes and i were asking what are your favourite Disney songs? Um, and so let's not hide it. That is what we are talking about this week. Not going to lie, it's been very, very tough to compile our lists 
down to our top 10. Um, there are many Disney songs out there that are absolute classics, as I'm sure most of you will agree. And we've really struggled, but we have compiled it into a list of 10 each. We have indeed. We wanted to aim for a top five each, and it became apparent very quickly that that was not possible. Um, so, yes, we've gone for a top 10. And what's really interesting here as well is that mine and Tash's top 10s are completely different they're completely different but there's a lot of films that cross over but different songs from those films yes i would agree with Mm. that which you will see as we delve into this so without further ado tash do you want to kick us off with your number 10 best disney song of all time so my number 10 is when will my life begin performed by mandy moore in tangled this song um i love that it's the opening song for this film it is always i'm very very quick with music actually i can listen to literally a a few bars of a song and i instantly know if i like it or if i don't and i vividly remember with this song because i wasn't sure how i felt about tangled when it was first released and i remember going to watch it at the cinema and i remember this song starting and being like oh actually yeah they've got the music spot on for this it opens with a guitar doesn't it it does yeah which is quite different for a disney disney song it is actually yeah it is um, but yeah, I love it. I think it, it gives us a great insight into Rapunzel's life and how she is kind of up in that castle. Um, and you kind of, I don't know, it's kind of like this happy, joyful song and it's kind of comical, but then you actually feel a bit sorry for her because by the end of it, you realise she's just repeating everything that she does on a daily basis. So it's very good at kind of summarising her life and her character within a few minutes. Yeah, I think what's quite interesting about it as well, as Tash said, there was a lot of speculation as to what this movie is going to be. And, you know, Rapunzel, the story is very well known. It's a classic fairy tale. But actually, no one ever addresses the issue of what is this young girl doing in this tower? And it quite instantly, I think showcases the humorous side of these new modern disney fairy tales that we've seen over the revival period and it is it's got a humor but also as you say you really empathize with her and it addresses this issue of she literally just lives in a room essentially and what is she doing up there um is yeah it's a great storyteller i think a really good device for that definitely mercedes what's your top 10 What's your 10th? <laughs> so my number 10 best Disney movie is I Won't Say I'm In Love from Hercules. No chance, no way, I won't say it, no, no. It's too cliche, I won't say I'm in love. So the reason that I love this song, um, it, it, it's just so catchy. I mean, the music from Hercules generally, I find really energising and catchy full stop. I love the muses um, and I love Meg as a character. I think that we see something in her that we don't really see in female characters up into this point. She's very sinister. She's very anti-men. You've got that great line earlier in the movie about, you know, I'm a big girl. I can tie my own sandals and everything. And I just think she's brilliant. And the sass and the you know, we, we've all been there, whether we want to admit it or not, where we kind of make ourselves unavailable to love because we've been hurt in the past or, you know, we're starting to form a romantic relationship and we're a little bit hesitant, perhaps, to wear our heart on our sleeves because of people that have upset us in the past. And we find out a little bit about Meg's backstory. So I think this song is really relatable and it's a really unconventional Disney song um, as well in terms of the message. Um, but yeah, as I say, I just I just love it. I agree. I did contemplate putting this one in my top 10 as well. I, I like that you do kind of see a bit of a vulnerability to Meg, um, which we don't see kind of before this. As you say, we see her as being this kind of very strong, independent woman, um, which I love about her. But I like that we then see this little bit of vulnerability. It adds that kind of little bit of extra depth to her character, this song, I think. Again, and uh, it also kind of it reiterates this storytelling device that we said with Tangled where we don't know if Meg is a double agent. She's kind of working with Hades. And I think that this insight shows that she really does love him despite, you know, what's that Shakespeare quote? Thou doth protest too much or whatever it is. She's kind of pushing away from the concept so much that we have complete 
you know, knowledge and the fact that she really loves this guy as an audience. So I think it's a really clever plot device once again. Definitely, definitely. Tash, moving on to number nine, what have you got on your list? So I have got your welcome from Moana. What can I say except your welcome for the tides, the sun, the sky? Hey, it's okay, it's okay, you're welcome. I'm just an ordinary. I love this song. Um, I feel like, how can you not like this song? It's such a feel-good, upbeat, happy song. Um, It's so comical as well. I just think it's great. I think it's great that we see um, the character of Maui have have this song as his own and again it's that whole thing we kind of learn a lot about him and he's this demigod and we kind of learn how he came to be but I think that they just the way they add in the comedy value for this song is, is brilliant and again quite original for Disney I would say um yeah you don't really get that many comical songs I wouldn't say really mm-hmm. so yeah I, I really like this one I think this is a, a modern classic as it were I would agree I mean I've I've made no kind of qualms about the fact that I don't really like Moana as a movie but I really love this song I think The Rock does a really great job as well and as you say it really captures that humour um, and again you know similarly to what we were saying about Rapunzel entangled with When Will My Life Begin it really gives us an introduction to that character um, and gives him quite a big presence on screen we kind of know that he's going to be a force to be reckoned with cool so mercedes what is your ninth favorite song my ninth favorite disney song is strangers like me performed by phil collins in tarzan So Strangers Like Me is probably the lesser known of the Phil Collins songs from Tarzan. I would say that um, You'll Be In My Heart, I can't remember what it was called then. Um, You'll Be In My Heart is obviously the kind of anthem from that film. Uh, but Strangers Like Me is actually my favourite. Again, it's there's a lot in common actually with the songs that we've been discussing, but you've got that lovely montage where Jane is teaching Tarzan kind of how to be a human, how to be a gentleman. And I love the bit where it slows down. The two of them are on the vine that goes up up to all the birds and it's like, take my hand. And it's, I just, that whole bit, I really love that bit where it slows down. But then also the faster that I want to know. I just, I yeah, I really love the juxtapositions of those two elements to the song. I just think it's really powerful. And again, I think, you know, all of the music from Tarzan is super powerful because of Phil Collins, I guess. Uh, yeah, I would agree. I, I completely agree with that. I think that the film has such a good soundtrack. And I do think that this song is a bit more underrated. Um, and I and again, like you're saying, I love the montage that goes with it. Again, it's quite funny, but it tells you so much. And, you know, I just think they've done really really well for that song yeah yeah it's interesting actually I guess the thing that's kind of coming out of these lists of favorite songs is it's not just about them from a musicality perspective or a vocal or anything like that but so far in the list it's about the story they're conveying and what's happening on screen at the same time and I think you know Disney songs I don't really sit at work and think oh I'm gonna put my earphones in and listen to some Disney music because it kind of needs to be in that setting of watching a movie or being in a Disney park and watching a performance and has definitely been consistent with the ones that we've chosen so far. So moving on to number eight, Tash, what have you got in your list? So I've got a bit of an underrated one, I feel. I've got Out There from The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Out there, strolling by the sand Taste the morning out there So the thing I love about this song, I've always loved this song, again, it's that whole juxtaposition between you've got the opening where it's kind of Quasi and Frollo and you feel really sorry for Quasi because Frollo's kind of, you know, drumming into this whole thing of, you know, you can't be seen to the world, you are ugly. And obviously Quasimodo is kind of repeating him and it's, you actually feel really sorry for him. It's really dark. It's like horrible. The mental abuse of this song is horrible. I agree. Um, so yeah, you've got that whole real dark bit and then Frollo kind of buggers off and Quasi takes the floor and it becomes this really uplifting, inspiring, epic song. And it kind of builds and 
it's like he kind of has this determination where you know he's so determined to get out and spend one day out there and again I just it's the whole thing it just tells the story so well but I love that you kind of you go from seeing him and you feel really sorry for him and then you feel like yeah you go Quasimodo at the end like you'll see so inspired and I just I think it's such an inspiring song yeah I wouldn't disagree with that I think my favorite element of the song is the little cameo that we see of Belle as she walks across the Parisian square and so yeah if you've got the copy of Hunchback of Notre Dame put it on slow play or pause and zoom in or something and you've got Pumbaa on the spit roast as well yeah you also (laughs) have Pumbaa on a spit roast and you also have magic carpet being shaken out by a, a passerby all the renaissance movies together in one lovely splendid yes, scene definitely so let's move on to your number eight so for number eight i've actually got a bit of a strange movie so this song comes from the lion king 2 simba's pride which um actually went straight to v- video or vhs so that says pretty much everything you need to know about that however the music in it is brilliant. So I have chosen He Lives in You as my number eight. So He Lives in You is a song that is pretty well known, um, despite coming from an unknown movie, as it's also been adapted for the Lion King musical on Broadway and the West End. And it's also featured on the new Lion King live action remake soundtrack, although it didn't quite cut it into the film, which I was pretty disappointed about. Um, It's brilliant. It really is great for all of the reasons that the original Lion King soundtrack is so good. You've got lots of kind of... um, you know, authentic African flair in the song. Um, there's also a version sung by Tina Turner randomly. If you have Spotify, check it out because that's pretty powerful. Um, the words are brilliant as well. I mean, I can't believe He Lives in You is the main core message from The Lion King. They don't have a song that captures that, which is quite strange, but, you know, quite clever to recycle that message for this movie. Obviously, they're talking about, um, I think they're talking about the guy Kovu although it would make more sense it was about Simba's daughter Kiara it has been about 15 years since I watched this movie so apologies whoever it's about it's that same kind of message about saying you know you you are your ancestors and blah 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 blah. and yeah if you haven't listened to the song I'm really not selling it that well but listen to it it's really great and an unexpected one from such a average underrated movie Definitely. I think you've summed it up pretty good there. Um, I do love the Tina Turner version. I think it's very, very good. But yeah, very underrated from an underrated film. Mm-hmm. Tash, what have you got in your seventh slot? So in my seventh slot, I have got Be Our Guest from Beauty and the Beast. So again, I feel like Be Our Guest is such a classic, iconic song. Um, How can you not enjoy this song? It's kind of a sentimental one for me. It really reminds me of being younger and dancing with my sister and my dad and him picking us up and dancing around the living room with us. So that's kind of why I love it. But again, I just, I love the visuals that go with this song. I love the whole celebration. Um, I love that Lumiere is this massive kind of showman in it. I love the bit where you've kind of got the plates and it's a bit kind of experimental. Um, I just think that is so clever and so well done. Um, And actually, I really like the live action version as well. I remember it was the thing I was most worried about on seeing that film because I was very much like, how can you recreate such an iconic, great song? Um, And I really wasn't sure how they were going to do it. But again, I think they really did it justice. I think that scene is great. Um, So yeah, that is why it's my number seven. I love Be Our Guest as well. I mean, it's a timeless classic when you think of Disney movies and Disney songs specifically. Be Our Guest is certainly one that springs to the forefront of my mind. Um, As Tasha said, the visuals are so creative and it really is this culinary cabaret. It's just a, a massive spectacle. And if you've ever been lucky enough to see Beauty and the Beast in the West End or on Broadway, that is by absolute miles the most iconic part. You've got dancers coming out dressed as forks and champagne flutes, and it's just visually stunning. Um, I'm actually uh, this week having an installation on my kitchen wall that reads Beef Ragu Cheese Souffle. Very, I love a subtle Disney reference. Oh, I'm all about subtle Disney references, me. Like a lot of people will just come and be like, why do you like Beef Ragu and Cheese Souffle? And I'll just say, 
they're a favourite of mine. There we go. There you are. There you are. (laughs) I'll say because my friend, the dinner here is never second best. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. (laughs) Uh, Okay, Mercedes, what's next up on your list? So for number seven, I have got Just Around the Riverbend from Pocahontas. Now, I feel like Just Around the Riverbend gets kind of forgotten about because of another very uh, famous song from Pocahontas that I have no doubt will be cropping up later on in this podcast. Um, But Just Around the Riverbend, for me, I just just absolutely love it. I've spoken before on this podcast about how Pocahontas as a movie kind of really spoke to me when I was young. And my parents definitely own a VHS of me topless marching around the house singing all of the songs. So for a nostalgic reason, I guess I just love the the music from the Pocahontas movie anyway. Um, But just around the riverbend, I don't know. I think, again, it's probably a nostalgic thing. I think it's my mum's favourite Disney song. And I remember, yeah, and I remember, like, we'd watch it together when I was growing up, the movie, and we always got really excited when that part came on. I love the section where they go down the waterfall and Miko kind of wraps his uh, himself around Pocahontas' head and she can't see where she's going. And it's just really full of energy and adventure. And then she gets to the fork in the road and it slows right down and she's got this decision to make. Does she marry Cookworm and live the life she's meant to? Or does she go a different tangent, the windy river, and it's unexpected and she doesn't know what's going to happen? And I think as a metaphor, I love that moment. Obviously, I didn't realise that when I was a kid. But looking back in hindsight, um, I just I just really like it. I think it's a little bit more dynamic than the other song that we'll be talking about later and slightly faster pace, which I really enjoy. Definitely. Cool. So, number six, Tash, what have you got for us? I have got that other song. I have got Colours of the Wind. Fancy that. So yeah, I think you kind of summed it up with what you're saying about just around the riverbend. Um, again, Colours of the Wind. A lot of my favourites are big classics. Colours of the Wind, I just think, is so epic. Again, for me, it's all about the vocals and the visuals. And it's I love that it's kind of that moment where she's kind of opening John Smith's eyes to another way of life and kind of getting him to understand how her and her people live I think it's done very very well um and I just love the build I love oh I just I just love it I love everything about that song yeah and I love I think we've spoken about it on this podcast before I love that kind of end um instrumental section of the fit of music that we get at the very end of the film where you kind of get that kind of sampled and she's standing on the rockers and the leaves sweep into her hair as he sails off and oh that is just so epic yeah if that piece of music at the end maybe we should have done that maybe we should have done a top 10 disney instrumental yeah. score but i think both of us would have that as number one Definitely. it's it's stunning and you're right they do sample that section from colors of the wind so beautifully there and um, i really struggled i mean as we've said many times today um we have both really struggled with this list and i was kind of toying between colors of the wind and just around the riverbed it's so funny that you've put it number six and i had it number seven um but I just, yeah, for me, just around the riverbend slightly cuts colours of the wind for me. I think that I tend to always pick an underdog generally in life. So perhaps that's why I take a bit of a shining to just around the riverbend. But I absolutely love colours of the wind as well. Cool. So Mercedes, what's next up on your list? So in number six, I have got Friend Like Me performed by Robin Williams or recently Will Smith, depending on which version, from Aladdin. Mr. Aladdin's perhaps the top two or three. I'm on the job, you big neighbor. So Friend Like Me is a bit of a strange one. Um, I wouldn't say it's like, you know, my favourite song in terms of like it comes on and I want to have a dance, but the talent that I think Robin Williams and most recently Will Smith display in this song with the melodies and the different impressions and accents 
And then again, the animation that pairs with that, it's absolutely the most exciting aspect of that film. And for me, the reason that I really felt that the Aladdin remake was a success, it was it was during that section, I thought, yeah, well done, Will Smith, you've pulled this off, you've pulled it out of the bag. Um, I don't know where to start with it, really. I just think it's big, it's bold, it's out there. The minute you're in Disneyland and you're watching a spectacular, whether it's fireworks or phantasmic, whatever it is, a parade, the minute those that music starts playing, you're like, yeah, this is, this is great, this is really, really epic. Um, I absolutely love the vibrance of it as well. I actually did a tap dance to it when I was seven. Did you? Can I remember did. it? Yeah, we had to sing the opening first, so we, we ran onto the stage and we stood in a line and we were like, when Alibaba had them 40 feet. And then we tapped. It was like, step, tap, step, I can't even speak. Step, tap, step, tap, step, tap, step, which it was great. Lovely. That sounds amazing. It was excellent. Yeah, I agree. This, this again, is another one that I could easily have put in my in my top 10. But um, yeah, it it is definitely, as you say, the most exciting element of, of both those movies. And I think that the way that they those songs are delivered is just so impressive i mean obviously there's things like you know you can cart and stuff but you just think like it must be exhausting to perform those songs yeah yeah i would agree and i think i i mean i'm always going to be faithful to the original robin williams version of course um you know i've said many many times aladdin is potentially my favorite disney movie of all time but what i think you can really attest to Will Smith and 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 I think for me it's proof of how good a job he did is the fact that I've only seen that movie once in the cinema and I've listened to that version of the song on my phone a handful of times and yet I can visualize his version that I'm the genie of the lamp I can sing rap dance if you give me a chance the fact that I know that is amazing and it shows that the the two versions to me do stand on their own and are so individual and separate and that for me is an incredible achievement and shows how talented both of those actors really are definitely I think it's kind of similar to what I said about Be Our Guest with Beauty and the Beast kind of that was the one bit of, a, of the live action ad and I was like how the hell are they going to do this because that original one is so good and so iconic and I think, like you say, Will Smith was very respectful of it and stayed true to it, but he really did make make it his own. He made the song his own, as Louis Walsh would say. (laughs) He did. Nice impression. Thanks. You made the song your own. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Tash, what have you got? We're moving on to our top five now. Uh, What have you got in fifth slot? In fifth slot, I have got Why Should I Worry from Oliver and Company. this one I don't think it would be many people's sort of most obvious choice but when you say it to people people are like oh yeah that's such a good song um obviously it's performed by Billy Joel so he has excellent vocals um I'm not so much about the verses on this song I'll be honest it's all about that chorus that I should I worry it's just such a feel-good song and um yeah I, I worry a lot about stuff and sometimes I put on this songs and I'm like yeah, yeah, Billy. Why should I worry? Why should you Why worry? Why should you worry? Why? And um, yeah, and again, it's that that whole thing of I love New York and seeing the yellow cabs and everything, and they're kind of right in the middle of it. And again, it's a very very exciting moment of that film for me. You've also got that really nice riff that. Yes, love that. Yeah, that's that's a nice touch to it. And also, I like that bit where it's like it goes down and it's like. Do you know the bit I mean? Yeah, the rhythm of the city. Yes. 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 Yeah. And then you've got the bit. Yeah. 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 It's great. See, I will be singing this all for the rest of the day. No, I, I, I have to admit, Tash, I forgot about this song and I'm gutted I didn't put it in my top ten. It's one of my favourites. Great, great choice. Okay, Mercedes, hit us with it. What's in your top five? What's the first? Well, the fifth. The fifth. The first of the five. In my fifth slot, I have got a classic Disney song, I See the Light from Tangled. I see the light, and it's like the fog is lifted, and at last I see the light. 
I kind of didn't want to put this in because you know me, I'm one for an underdog. I don't like to conform to society. I like the unconventional choices, but I cannot move away from the fact that I absolutely adore this song. It is beautiful. And that moment in Fantasmic, if ever, if ever you've been lucky enough to see it in either of the US parks where it's kind of the princess section and the boats start coming around and you've got Rapunzel and Flynn and that big, like, momentous and at last I see the light starts playing and he lifts her up in this beautiful lift and it's so romantic and it's so theatrical that I just feel shudders through my spine and I turn and I'm like to grumpy why can't you lift me up like that and sing (laughs) like it just does something to me I love it I think it's beautiful and I love the lanterns I know how can you not love those lanterns it's just gorgeous like it's a gorgeous song and again we've got Mandy Moore voicing Rapunzel and it's just I mean she's a singer first and foremost which makes the the, oh it's just beautiful visually the melody is gorgeous I actually went to a wedding a couple of years ago where the bride walked down the aisle to an instrumental version of this song and I think I was probably the only person at the wedding that knew because it is just so romantic you could kind of pull it off without everyone knowing it just sounds like a beautiful piece of music I was literally about to say that it's funny you say that I don't feel like it's as Disney-ish as some of you say like you know, these kind of equivalents from Can you kind of the, the Renaissance. Tonight? Yeah, yeah. whole new world. Exactly. I feel like this, you could be your average Joe and listen to it and be like, oh, that's a nice song. Absolutely. Especially if it was like an acoustic version, like we say, or a cover or something like that. I just, it's beautiful. And I think that as well, looking at it from a narrative perspective, up until this point, Rapunzel and Flynn had this kind of love-hate relationship and Flynn was all kind of cool and cocky and a little bit too, you know, too suave, if you will, to admit that he kind of had feelings for Rapunzel. But we get to hear him talk about her as well and it's beautiful. It's a beautiful, beautiful duet. I love it. I think it's probably a lot of people's favourite. I think you're right. I think that was a very good one to have in your top five. Thanks. Thanks very much. Shall we move on to number four? Let's move on to number four. So my number four is For the First Time in Forever from Frozen. Because for the first time in forever I'm such a fool I can't be free No escape from the storm inside So I love both versions of this song. Obviously we've got the version kind of in the opening um, where Anna is getting very excited because they're opening up the gates and it's kind of very, yeah, just very, very excitable, very Disney, I feel, that song. But the version I love is actually kind of the reprise. I can never say this word. The reprise. Reprise. Never can say that word. French. I Yeah, there we go. I, I can't speak French. Um, <laughs> so I love the reprise of this where Anna's found Elsa and she's kind of built her ice castle and she's trying she's begging her to basically come back down and they can fix this problem together and again I love the juxtaposition I love it when they're kind of almost singing over each other and Anna's like don't worry we can do this together you know we can make it work and Anna and Elsa is kind of like no I can't I've made a mess of things exactly yeah and it just it builds and builds and builds until you have that whole like that bit yeah and it like it actually gives me chills and I didn't realise how much I loved this song until they had it in the Nighttime Spectacular in Shanghai and that bit is just so epic like oh it gives me goosebumps that music that just builds and builds and builds until that end bit where she screams at her is just oh it's so good I completely agree with you the first time I watched this that was the moment where I went they're going to put this on Broadway. Mm. It just sounds like a musical. It lends itself so well to it's Broadway. It's gorgeous. And the lovely melody of Idina Menzel, who, the, the wickedly talented, <laughs> the Adele. one and only. Adele Dazeem. Adele Dazeem. Um, but no, her voice, I mean, you know, she 
created the role of Alphaba from Wicked. I almost said The Wiz then. That's an entirely <laughs> different, different musical. Um, in Wicked, um, she created that. So, you know, she's she's no stranger to epic vocals. And you've got Kristen Bell's kind of sweet tones as well. And the way they marry with each other, it is amazing. And similarly to you, actually, I think the first time, as I say, the first time I heard it, I was like, wow, this would be crazy good as a, as a musical. And then when I saw Frozen Live in California Adventure, obviously you've got two live performers singing the, the the lyrics and the vocals and hearing it live is just so amazing and I cannot wait for Frozen next summer in London's West End um if any of you follow me on Instagram you'll see that I went to a musical pop-up a couple of weeks ago um in London and they had a little sample of what's to come and I am so excited me too I really can't wait for this one yeah I can't wait either Okay, Mercedes, what's next up on your list? So in number four, we're almost there for our top three. It is almost there from Princess and the Frog. And I'm almost there. I'm almost there. People down here think I'm crazy, but I don't care. Try. Now, oh, Tiana's voice is so smoothie gorgeous velvet i love it it is beautiful i cannot remember the name of the woman that voices her it's like annika anika nonny rose that's the one i thought it was annika i've got a friend well, maybe it annika. is that's probably why. i always call her anika because it sounds better anika nonny rose anika nonny rose yeah. okay cool whatever she has the most beautiful voice um and i love that kind of that's just gonna wait a while like that kind of cheeky like little thing got time very like, smooth kind of jazzy isn't it like, yeah so, really soulful yeah. and the you know it's just gonna have to wait a while it's like i'm more important it's so independent and then it speeds up to the you know and you've got the trumpet in there and it's that amazing jazz which you do get consistently throughout princess and the frog but i think that almost there embodies that in the best possible way um for me i would say almost there is the disney song i find myself singing around the house i was literally gonna say that i always listen to that if i'm cleaning i always put that on and i i always feel like i sound quite good when i sing and i'm sure i don't but i feel like that's the easiest disney song to sing i don't know why this is really embarrassing and I can't believe I'm even admitting this to you, let alone all of these <laughs> lovely listeners right now. But I sometimes, if I'm in the shower, I will try and sing a Disney song as the princess. So, <laughs> that sort of thing, where I need to sound as much like yeah. the princess as possible. With a smile and a song. Oh, <laughs> it sounds just like that. Um, and then I, I totally agree with you. I'm like almost there you can sing that and you can be Tiana and you can sound amazing. Obviously, this is in the shower when no one's around, so I actually probably sound like a cat being strangled. <laughs> but I agree, like, it is possible to sing, even for someone who cannot yeah. sing so like I, myself. I feel like when I sing that, I actually don't sound terrible. I'm probably completely wrong, but... Why don't we, like, next time we find ourselves singing <laughs> it, record it and listen to it back, and then be like, ah, yeah. I sound terrible. <laughs> no, yeah. Never yeah. See the light of day. I'm aware that I'm singing a lot in this episode as well, to be like, oh, you know that bit when I'm going <laughs> to listen back yeah. and be like, oh, gosh, <laughs> what do you think you're doing? Um, yes, yeah cool so we're moving on now to the top three so tash who's your bronze medal going to my bronze medal is going to this is very very difficult my bronze medal is going to part of your world from the little mermaid i want to be where the people are i want to see want to see them dancing walking around on those what do you call them oh feet I couldn't not have this song in my top three. As you, you know, our regular listeners may be aware, The Little Mermaid is quite clearly my favourite Disney film. And I, oh, this song, I just think this is such a beautiful song. I love the melody. I love the words. I love Jodie Benson's vocals on this song. 
everything about it. We get so much emotion from Ariel in this. We kind of have the comedy element with Sebastian kind of when he gets stuck in that thing and his eyes go big. And then we get kind of, you know, the determination from Ariel. She really wants to be part of Eric's world. But then it's also quite sad because she feels she's never going to be part of that world because she is a mermaid. And I feel like this song really does take you through the motions. And I just, I think it's an absolutely beautiful number. I agree. Can't I can't really say more than that. No, I think that arguably, you know, this is going to be a lot of people's favourites. And I think you could argue that it's kind of like the ultimate Disney anthem. And it does have a humour as well in some of the sensitivity of, you know, what's that word again? Feet. You know, mm. they never did things like that. The playfulness of the words. And um, is it an Alan Menken song? I think so, yeah. I yeah, feel like is. this he is when the they... Yeah, he? this is when they... He did the soundtrack. Um, this is when they started to you know get people like Alan Menken working on this music and um the, the the lyrics did become more playful but you've still got that epicness I think Jodie Benson I mean she's a Disney legend for a reason she is sensational she is um and just is the perfect perfect Ariel I would have loved to have heard Leah Michelle sing this at the Hollywood Bowl. oh god don't say my real oh, yeah there must be a video of it actually on like YouTube or something. Yeah, I might try I'm, and find it. Again, it's one of those songs I'm very excited because I have no idea what Haley, Halle Bailey, Haley Bailey, Halle Bailey's vocals are like. So I'm very excited to see kind of what she does with this song for the live action. I do know what Haley Bailey's vocals are like, Halle Bailey. Gosh, <laughs> that is a tongue twister, Halle Bailey. Um, because I've looked online, and and she's great. And cool. I'm looking I look forward. forward to it. Yeah, definitely. Okay, Mercedes, what is number three for you? So number three for me, I think you're going to be surprised that this isn't number one, actually, because I think I've never hidden from you how much I love this song. It is I'll Make a Man Out of You from Mulan. song is everything whether you like disney or not everyone i know is a massive fan of donny donny osmond <laughs> in this role um it's excellent you know from the drums at the beginning the dum 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 it's so excellent and again you've got that humor you know boy was i a fool in school for a cutting gym it's it's brilliant and oh it's so time is racing toward us it's so epic it's so the urgency of everything and the elements that are mentioned in the lyrics and it's just hilarious as well. I completely agree. I think this is such a... If I was a person who was into running and was training for a marathon, I feel like this would be my anthem <laughs> to keep me going because it is just so... It's so epic, like you say. And again, it's it's another kind of montage song, isn't it? And it, and it builds and just... It has got that great element of comedy and then determination from the characters and then you really feel for Mulan and then you really sort of egg her on and yeah it's got everything going for the, this song and you've got that lovely little summary as well at the end haven't you because throughout the montage she's trying to climb up the pole with the with the whatever they are the symbol looking things and by the end of it she's sat there and she throws the arrow down at Captain Shang and it has a nice resolution it does definitely um definitely. yeah love it love it I actually if you just ask me generally what my favorite disney song is i feel like i would probably say this but actually when i tried to whittle it down and order them um it's third yes so the top two which is your runner-up disney song tash so my runner-up disney song is zero to hero from hercules Bless my soul. song that has become one of my absolute favorites quite recently i would say probably in the last half a year um wow, very I recent yeah i know i i mean i've always loved the hercules soundtrack but hercules was not one of those films that i watched a whole bunch growing up um, and i actually watched it for the first time a bit later in life 
And then I rewatched it last year and was like, God, this is a good soundtrack. And particularly this song, again, like I say, I'm very instant with songs. I really like a good beat. I like very fast, uplifting songs, happy songs. And this basically ticks all my boxes. I love the muses. Um, I just love their vocals on this. You've got that really kind of soulful gospel, all of them coming together. It's great. And again, again, they are there throughout the whole film. The whole point of their songs is to basically tell the story of Hercules. And I think this does a fantastic job. Again, we've got a nice montage that goes with it. And again, we've got the whole comedy thing as well, you know, kind of his face on every bass, no, on every bars, like that kind of thing. And oh, I just, I love it. And then I love that it's kind of, you know, one way at the beginning and then you've kind of got that end where it's more like a bit of a chant, like, who put the clan in gladiator? Hercules! Yeah, I just, I love the kind of two separate sections, but they're still very much in keeping with each other to create one song. Just, yeah, it's a great one for me. It's another montage. I know, we love a montage, love don't a montage. we? We do. I would agree with you. I think the muses and, and that gospel music throughout the movie and the way that it's used as a plot device to tell the narrative is excellent. Um, I considered putting the gospel truth in. I love the gospel truth. Um, yeah, that that whole opening where they're we are the muses, mm. love it. Um, I'm not surprised that's in your top ten. I'm surprised it's so high. Yeah, I again, I think like it probably is a bit of an underdog this one. But yeah, I just every time I listen to it, I'm just like, oh yeah, love it. I can't think what your top song is. I've gone completely blank. But we'll get to that shortly. I mean, now we've done this, I'm not even sure if my top song is my top song. But, anyway, <laughs> too for that. but yeah, obviously they are apparently doing. They are bringing Hercules to the stage as well. So it will be very very exciting to see how they put off these songs. Mm, definitely, definitely. Okay, Mercedes. Let's get down to business. <laughs> nice. Let's get down to business. Boom, boom, boom. Right, what's your number two? So, so far, I've only really in my top ten discussed Renaissance movies, and there's the odd revival in there. We've had Princess and the Frog, we've had Tarzan, we've had Pocahontas. But I'm going way back in time to the golden classic era of Disney with Pinocchio. It is, of course, When You Wish Upon a Star. Eight steps in and sees you through one you wish upon a star. Your dreams come true. When do you wish upon a star, and I won't have this argued with, is the ultimate Disney song? It just is. It's classic. It's beautiful. It's stunning. It makes me feel warm. It actually can bring a tear to my eye if it's timed perfectly with fireworks and I'm standing in front of a castle. It's just beautiful. And I I, I kind of... It's missed out very, very, very closely on being my favourite Disney song of all time. But it's definitely one of my favourites, which is why I've put it in number two. Definitely. I think you can't really say much more about it other than what you've just said. It is, if you had to relate one song to Disney or sum up Disney with one song, it would be it would be that one. I mean, that song is everything, isn't it? It is. It's their kind of flagship song, I would say. It is indeed. And, you know, you obviously have Jiminy Cricket starting off the song. Um, we actually use the opening of When You Wish Upon a Star on this podcast. We do, we do. Um, but yeah, so it's a really iconic piece, piece of music. And then obviously you've got that lovely choir that come in as well. And yeah, as I say, it just, it, it fills me with so much joy and makes me so emotional. Um, and I love it. What more can I say? I don't think you can. That's it. There we go. So now the moment we've all been waiting for, I know I'm certainly waiting for, I, th- I think I can remember what it is, but Tash, why don't you let everybody at home know what your favourite Disney song of all time is? My favourite Disney song of all time is A Whole New World from Aladdin. I did struggle with what to put in the top spot and for me this 
I mean, it's not a song that I would would always be my first go to listen, listen go yeah first listen go to listening song whatever. Um, when I when I pop on my Disney playlist, but it is one that I always love. It is very very dear in my heart. Um, I just again it's that whole storytelling thing. I think it kind of progresses the relationship for, with Aladdin and Jasmine together very nicely, and I love the visuals um, in the animated version. It was a bit let down with it in the live action version. I think the vocals are very good, but I don't think that they kind of built, I don't think they built it up and it wasn't as epic as I was expecting. Um, but anyway, that's another one I'm talking about, the animated version here. Um, yeah, I just think it is, again, it's another classic. It reminds me when I kind of think of the instrumental version, it reminds me of kind of walking around the Disney parks and being in Fantasyland and hearing it being played. And again, it builds and it's just so epic and I love it again when they reprise it at the end of the film and they fly off and oh yeah I just it gives me chills I absolutely love that song I guess from a narrative perspective we're literally watching Aladdin and Jasmine fall in love before yeah. our very eyes which is lovely it's a classic love song massively so and I think you know, who doesn't want to be shown the world by the man of their dreams? It's, you know, and at that moment, he is the man of her dreams. You know, he's Prince Ali and they're falling in love and everything's perfect. Yada, yada, yada. Jafar hasn't kind of sunk his teeth in yet at this point and ruined everything. And everyone's really on a high and on a on a bit of a buzz. Um, and they're on a magic carpet. Exactly. I know. You can't really go wrong, can you? Yeah. I think controversially for me especially when I love Jasmine and Aladdin generally so much, I'm like, Ugh. do you know what I mean? It's quite a generic one, I'll give you that. But I think that's why I love it. It's fair enough. It's mm. a classic. Yeah. Um, I can do one better than that. What? I think you're going to be royally irritated when I tell you what my favourite Disney song is. Hit us with it. I don't want to see any abuse on social media after I reveal this secret to you guys, so you have to promise take this to the grave <laughs> my favorite disney song of all time and it pains me to say this is let it go from frozen i'm never going back the past is in the I'm very surprised that this is your favourite Disney song because normally you, as you said earlier, you do go for the underdog. Normally you don't like the songs that are kind of played to death. So what is it? I mean, it's a great song, but what is it about this that take makes it take that top spot for you? I mean, first of all, it's performed by the wickedly talented Adele Dazeem. Of course. So those lyrics and the, the vocals as well... I mean, we. I think we discussed this actually during our revival era of when I first saw Frozen, I really didn't like Idina Menzel as Elsa because I know her voice so well that it was like really kind of um, jarring to me that it was coming out of this blonde, like animated character that looked nothing like her and had a completely different personality to her. But once I got over that, I could just appreciate this song is musically perfect it's stunning i think that it's you know the fact they actually had to change the narrative and change her character she was meant to be the villain but then when they heard this song they were like that's the anthem of this movie we cannot have the villain sing the anthem of the movie we're gonna have to change her story and her narrative i mean that says it all and yes we get annoyed with let it go because we hear it to death and um, any child under the age of 10 at some point has sang that song to a point where they've driven their parents to insanity. But there's a reason for that. It's because it's such a... It's a transformation song. We see her blossom from this frightened, insecure princess to the queen that she is destined to be and embrace her powers and embrace who she is. And it's absolutely so motivating and insightful into her character. She's quite shy up until that point. We don't really get very much from her and we get to really see her true identity um, from a musicality perspective, as Tash and I have mentioned, we're really excited about Frozen coming to the West End next year. And I think that this is going to be an exceptional part of that. I love when they change the dress. I've, I've seen a sneak peek of that. And it's it's pretty amazing. Um, I just absolutely love it. 
yeah i i i agree with what you're saying you can't you can't say it's not a good song because it is it's a it's a very very well written song um in terms of the melody the lyrics the performance everything so i can see why it is in your top spot and i love that bit when the ice palace is being built as well and you've got the instrumental and then it changes yeah. to my powers flurry through it just i i just love it um i had a moment as well in california adventure Uh, when I was there in March and they have this amazing amazing get your ears on spectacular where they kind of I think they call it like electro jazz or something and it's basically like these kind of jazz jazz swing versions of Disney songs oh I've seen that on YouTube yeah it was great it's incredible and let it go came on and when i hear that version of it it literally my heart starts beating so fast because i was looking and i was just in this wonderment and i just heard grumpy say mercedes mercedes look turn around and i turned around and it was snowing oh and i was in floods of tears <laughs> and that was like I think that might be my happiest Disney Park memory of all time. Oh, that's so lovely. And it's just made me... I literally feel emotional talking about it right now. But when I'm watching the fireworks and Let It Go starts playing, that... That piano. Yeah, you see that snowflake fall. It's just my favourite of all time. Cool. So there we have it. They are our top ten. Please do get in touch if you agree with us if you think we've missed out some absolute obvious classic choices i mean there's going to be people upset that like beauty and the beast isn't in there for example but my dad will be upset i didn't have that in mind i know i feel like i should put it in there an honorable mention for clive if you're listening beauty and the beast yeah that's it's almost too good to go in my list (laughs) (laughs) okay we're now going to move on to a very special segment of quizimodo I'm very excited for this this week. Um, I've been planning this all week. So we would love you to play along with us at home as well. If you want to challenge us, then send us your own questions this way. So what we're going to do is we've got five lyrics each. So I'm going to give Mercedes a line uh, from a Disney song and she has to tell me which song it is from. And then she's going to say, do the same to me. As I say, please do play along at home. Let us know how you do. And if you've got any obscure lyrics that you can challenge us with, please do send them our way. And we've also got a little riddle for you as well. Um, So this stumped Tash and I at a pub quiz. If you know the answer to this, get in touch with us on social media. So our little challenge for you is what song, and we'll know if you Googled this because we have six senses. Um, (laughs) What song is the following lyric from? Birds don't just fly, they fall down and get up. If you know the answer to that, let us know on social media because Tash and I were clueless at a pop quiz (laughs) very recently. Okay, so I'm going to start. So, Mercedes, at your first lyric, I'm going to try my hardest to say this in a very straight, monotone voice. But somehow I will show the world what's inside my heart. But somehow I will show the world what's inside (laughs) my heart. Sing it in different ways. But somehow I will show the world what's in my heart. Slower. But somehow I will show the world what's inside of my heart. You were singing it in the wrong way. But somehow I'll show the world what's inside my... Is it from Hercules? No. It's not go the distance? Yeah, no. Go. I'm going to say it. I'm trying to, trying to like say it in a more of a sing songy voice. But somehow oh, I can't. Just try. I'll sing it to you. Have you, have you given up? Um, one more. Just say it a bit more sing song. But somehow I will show the world what's inside my heart. But somehow I will show the world. No. But somehow I'll show the world. No. But somehow I'll show the world. No. You're what's doing it too show to my heart. That's my life. Um. But somehow I'll show the world. Let it go. No. I'll give you a clue. A very famous um, singer from the 90s with a very powerful version did, like, the live. Not the live, but, you know, like, the the real person version. I know it. But I can't... I still... I know it because of that clue, but I still can't place it. When will my reflection... 
Yes! But somehow... Wait, what? When did she say but somehow that? somehow I will show the world what's inside my heart. Okay, anyway, we'll listen to it later. Well done. Thanks. Please don't make me sing again. (laughs) (laughs) There's lots of embarrassing singing, guys. We're doing this because we love you and we know you won't judge us. Yeah, okay, give me one. I'll pull out what's inside and I serve it up fried. Go I love little fishies, don't you? Yes. Le poisson, Yes, that is from Le Poisson from The Little Mermaid. Or I think actually it's just called Poisson. Yeah. Nice. Uh, next up. You'll find that nowadays I've mended all my ways, repented, seen the light and made a switch. That's a villain. It is. You'll see that nowadays I've repented all my ways. Yeah. Made a switch. Yes, I know it. But that... You'll see the other days. Oh, my head is not working today. You're literally singing it pretty much. I know, I know I have. Poor unfortunate. Yes. That's funny, another little mermaid one. Okay, next up, Tash, I've got You're Not Even Aware, You're Such a Funny Pair. Oh, God. You're Not Even Aware, You're Such a Funny Pair. You're not even aware. You're no, no. Oh, no. I know this as well. Slow, slow and you're steady. Not even aware. You're such a funny pair. Oh my God, what is this from? You're not even aware. You're such a funny pair. Am I singing it the right way? <laughs> not really. Oh my God, what is this? This is bugging me. Do you want me to you're sing it? That's close. Okay, give me a clue. Um, it's about two friends. Well, I keep wanting to sing it fast, Meg. You're not even aware you're such a funny pair. What genre, what like what era? Bronze. Oh. But you like it. Oh. Oh, um, is it? Oh, God, I still can't think how it goes. When you're the best of friends. Yes. So it's from Fox and the Hound, and it's, you're not even aware, you're, you're such a funny yes, pair. Yeah. You're no, the, the best, best of friends. friends. That was a good one. That was a hard one. That was a hard one. Yes. Done. Okay, next up for you, I feel like this is quite a hard one. Oh, this great. is actually really hard. You can never tell when he'll show up, he'll give you plenty of trouble. Uh, he's a tramp. Oh, what? But they love him. No, he'll give you plenty of trouble. Yeah, Yeah, no, I'm sorry. You're going to have to do harder than that. Well done. Okay, this is an easy one. Mm -hmm. Okay. If she's here, it's crystal clear I'm where I'm meant to go. I tried to say it so it didn't sound like it. I love to see the light. Yeah. yeah. If she's here, it's, it's crystal clear. I'm where I'm meant to go. Maybe we should actually play the clip as opposed to us singing. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my next one I feel like is quite easy. I just, I really like this lyric. And this perfect package packed a pair of pretty pecs. And this perfect package packed a pair of pretty pecs. Can you see what I mean? Is it that? Yeah, yeah, I just like that lyric. Nice, nice. I think this one's quite easy as well. Um, <laughs> wine's been poured and thank the Lord. Wine's been poured and thank the Lord. We'll have the napkins freshly pressed. Yes. Beauty and the Beast. Yes. Mrs. Is. Potts sings Mrs. Potts, that line. Yeah. That's it. Wine's been poured and thank the Lord. We'll have the napkins freshly pressed. Which is such a want tea. Anyway. That's fine with me. <laughs> Okay, and my last one for you is, I want the world to know nothing ever worries me. Say that again. I want the world to know nothing ever worries me. I want the world to know. No. I want the world to know. I want. No. I want. Yes. Really? Yes. Really? Literally, that was I it. want the world. No, okay. Oh. The I want was like literally I how it is. I want the world to know. Yes. Really? No. You, you lose it at the no. It's because I don't know it. I want the world to know. Nothing really bothers <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Pinocchio. Yes. That was a guess. That was an actual guess. That was good. That was good. You I got want advice, the world it? to know. Nothing really bothers me. Da-da-da. 
Okay, yeah. my last one's quite hard. You're going to hate me. Okay. Never ever thinking there was danger in the water they were drinking. They just guzzled it down. Oh my god, what? <laughs> Never ever thinking. No, faster. Never ever thinking there was danger. Yes. What? Okay, give me the lyric again. Never ever thinking there was danger in the water they were drinking. They just guzzled it down. Never ever thinking there was. No. Never ever. Say it like you're a cowboy. <laughs> How does it count? Never ever thinking there a was deep, like a deep. Never. Yeah. Never ever yeah. thinking there was. Yeah. Danger they were drinking. <laughs> I literally have no idea. What era? What the bronze? Bronze. Do you want me to sing it? Yeah, can you? Okay, it's good. probably not. Okay. Never ever thinking there was danger in the water they were drinking. They just girls all it down. What? <laughs> I literally have no idea. What the hell is that? I absolutely have no clue. Oh, my God. Should we just do it again? Yeah. In that same voice. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> okay. No. <laughs> Never ever thinking there was danger in the water. They were drinking. They just guzzled it down. Can you give me the next lyric? Da, 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 da. No. What? <laughs> I literally have no idea. Ooh, da lally, ooh, da lally, golly, what a day. No? No. From Robin Hood? Oh, yeah, I wouldn't have got that. Really? No. Ooh, da lally. I haven't seen Robin Hood in what, years. What, Robin Hood and Little Jama Yeah, I know that. Forest. If you said that. <laughs> oh, I would okay. I would never have got that lyric. I don't know that song that well. I know that song, but I don't know it. Well, now lyrics. you know that after it says that, it goes, never ever thinking they were danger in the water, they were drinking, they yeah, just that was really hard. Sorry. <laughs> Cool. If you did play along at home, please let us know how you did. Um, and like I said, please do give us your obscure lyrics and we promise we won't cheat and we'll let you know if we know. The and answer. don't forget to do our obscure lyric challenge as well. As a little reminder, it's birds don't just fly, they fall down and get up. We would love to know if you know what Disney song that is from. Please do join us next week when, as you may have guessed, we will be talking about our worst Disney song. I cannot wait. I love to talk about my worst everything. Me too. That's why we're so much more fun. (laughs) So yeah, do tune in for that and we will see you next week. Have a great, happy, tuneful week. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye.